Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adam. Hey, how's it going? I'm here. <laughs> Pretty good. You are right. here. I'm glad yeah. you're here. It's, it's lonely when you're not here. <laughs> I was always ask, wondering if you could say, how, how you doing? I was going to respond to that, too. Oh, no, but, so, you, so you jumped ahead. I did. Now, if I say, how are you doing, you've already told me, so what are we going to do then? I'm doing good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, man, we have got a, a, a good show today that we're about to start, but first, of course, I want to jump into a couple other things. We've got a couple of big uh, announcements I've been waiting to do and just really excited about, but first, I want to thank some new patrons we've got, uh, Andrew and uh, Gerald. They both uh, signed on with us about a week or two ago, and we've been able to get those gifts out to them, and it's been great. Those guys jumped in immediately into our private Facebook group that you get when you become a patron. You know, you get access to, and they've been sharing about their lives and what they've been going on and their families and their journeys, you know, to, to Christ and in the church, and it's just been great. Like, that's been one of my favorite things so far of, of the whole Patreon thing has been that private group to see guys really sharing and, and just uh, it's becoming a community of, of guys that are trying to walk along the same path towards virtue and holiness. So that's been awesome. Um, of course, we did ship out a lot of mugs and koozies and all that last week. So um, it just, the Lord continues to bless with great people that, that listen to the show that want to help support. So, so are you mini FedEx now? Is that I am saying? pretty yeah. much. I'm, yeah. I'm that or the post office, yeah. you know? <laughs> but it's getting it out one way or another. But so that's been awesome. Uh, one of our first big announcements is I'm going to be recording an interview, uh, with, uh, Bill Donahue next week. Oh, good. That's yeah. going to be the first one. Bill's from the theology of the body Institute. Really, really good friend of mine. Um, Bill and I used to work together, on the rise program. And so it's going to be fun to get back together with him. Of course, we'll have a portion of that that will be, you know, for the general public, but then we'll also have a portion that will be, um, you know, for patrons only exclusive access to that. So if you want to hear that interview and we've got a ton more coming, Father Larry Richards and Jonathan Rumi and, um, Jason Everett, we've got a bunch of people lined up. I have, have a question. So yeah. for the private group is Bill going to be doing like, uh, analogy of star wars i don't know i I love that he does that i don't know we're going to get into a lot of things probably some more cultural things like that than than some spiritual stuff on the back end that'll be fun but uh yeah looking forward to all of that the next big thing i want to go over real quickly is um we have a sponsor we've had somebody that's come to us and it's something i've admired from a for a while from a long way off and i'm excited that we're going to get to be a part of um what they're doing but it's exodus 90 and for you you guys out there who may not know what that is it's been around for a few years now. A lot of people have done it. But Exodus 90 is a 90-day spiritual exercise for men based on three pillars, which are prayer, asceticism, and fraternity. And you know, you and I both know people here in the Diocese of Memphis that have done it multiple times. Um, I haven't done it for many reasons. I mean, right, one me of which the, the cold yeah. showers and things like that kind of scare a guy off. But you know, I think it's time in my life. It was, it was really cool that they came to me and, and we talked to each other about it. James Baxter and I are, are good friends. And Nathaniel and Mark Pekin, some of those guys over there. And uh, they are going to have a start date, which is January the 4th. And it's going to be for the 2021 Exodus. And it's going to end on Easter Sunday. So it's going to be at the first of the year. So we've got three or four months um, that they're going to be sponsoring the show. And we're going to be talking about Exodus a little bit. But we, Victor and I are going to do this. We're going to have some other guys join us. And we'd love for you guys to join us. I mean, more than 35,000 men have gone through Exodus 90 now. 
Uh, so many of them talk about finding freedom from just social media and devices and porn and all this stuff that just have, you know, gotten a hold of a lot of guys and, and captured their attention or um, they just find a lot of freedom in their life where they didn't think they had time and, and the excuses that we make, we talk about being comfortable all the time. Well, a lot of guys have found freedom in this. Um, when they come out, a lot of guys say they're spending an hour in prayer now where they would have told you before that they didn't have that time in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the average now is about an hour and eight minutes for guys. Um, and then that's not counting their just silent prayer and mental prayer with the Lord, but actual the, the, stu- the stuff that comes out of the exercises within the program. And also another cool thing is guys always say that they average about 100 bucks that they're saving a month when they're going through that three-month program, probably because they're not buying beer. Yeah. But, you know, other things that are not necessities in their life. So uh, it's a great way to, to start some of those ascetical practices in your life. And I'm looking forward to starting that at the beginning of the year. Uh, we thank them for sponsoring us. And, and I hope that all you guys will sign up. We're going to have a wait list on our Facebook page and on our uh, website here by the end of the week where you'll be able to join our wait list. You'll be a part of the Just a Guy in the Pew Exodus 90 journey. And we invite you guys to do that. We'd love to have you join us. So if you consider doing that, then we'll look forward to starting with you in January. So now that we've gotten all that out, <laughs> it was funny that it happened this week. I've known that we were, they were going to sponsor us for a couple of weeks. But um, this weekend, uniquely in mass, um, it just sort of kind of hit me about all of it. I thought, like, how do I want to introduce this, that we're going to be partnering with them and what I want to talk about and so, of course, I ask God, because um, usually he makes better decisions. <laughs> Not usually, all the time yeah. better than I ever do. Right. But um, I was in Mass, and, and one thing I've, I've mentioned on the show before that I like to do when I, when I've, after I've gone and, and received um, our, our Lord in the Eucharist is to go back to the pew and really just say, okay, how am I going to respond to this? How am I going to respond? You know, do I, am I responding in my life, you know, to God's love with my own love? Am I responding to his mercy with mercy? Uh, and, and especially am I responding to sacrifice with sacrifice? And, you know, when I thought about Exodus 90, a lot of people like to jump on the cold showers and I did this and I did that. And if we're not careful, a lot of times, guys, we look for glory in our sacrifices, right? We want the glory in the... In oh, the you want the recognition medals. Yeah. Sure, right. sure, of, of doing this instead of right. really looking at why we're doing these type things in our lives. Um, so, you know, I, I started thinking about, I wanted to talk about sacrifice today because it really made sense. You know, a lot of people focus on the asceticism part of this and it is a big part, but the sacrifices are going to be something that really changes our lives. And so, you know, just start off with like, what is a sacrifice? And the definition of it is an act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. So if you look at that in itself, it's like, okay, this is, if I'm sacrificing something, that means one, it's important to me. Two, it has a value to me. And then two, you're doing it for the reason of something that you regard more important or more valuable or more worthy. So if you look at it from Christ's perspective, you know, Christ gave his life for ours because he found us worthy, right? We, he wanted to, to give us that sacrifice so we could live and be free from sin and death and, and have a, a, you know, a, a choice and an opportunity to go and spend eternity with his father. So he found us worthy of that. So what we have to remember when we're sacrificing is, what is this? What is more important? What's more worthy? And the answer to that is living for God and for others. Um, it's more worthy than living for ourselves and our selfish desires, as we've talked about so many times on here. Well, you talk about sacrifice, and, and one thing just popped in my head is that you know that the um, the new movie Fatima came out, mm-hmm. right? And um, I've always kind of I've read some books prior to them, but you know the sacrifice of these three little children, these these three innocent little lambs, I guess you could say, sure. and how their faith towards 
uh, Christ and also to Blessed Mother changed the world. You know, mm -hmm. by their sacrifices of, of they would give their lunches up to people and stuff like that, or, or forego eating lunches to pray for people who need to convert to to faith. You know, mm -hmm. and so it's it's the littlest things too we can do. Sure, know? yeah, and that that you're exactly right. Those actions and and also, I mean, those, those kids sacrificed a lot of. I mean, people didn't believe them; they were yeah. you know, imprisoned. You know, and, and being forced threatened, to say that they were lying by their life and it's all crazy, that. Yeah. So, yeah. so they sacrificed a lot. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's those opportunities we have to give up things and do them for the right reasons, not just to give them up to say, I gave this up or I made it 90 days and didn't drink a beer or didn't take a hot shower. It's I do. I, I did this for other people. That's where the real power of these mm -hmm. things come in. You know, my buddy Ryan has done it several times and he talks about you know, I get in that cold shower and I have a, a dryer waste board that I have in my shower when I'm doing Exodus 90 and I have the names and the prayer intentions of people that I'm going through. So when I'm when I'm in here freezing and it's horrible and it's terrible, and he said, especially in the wintertime when it's already cold in the house and everywhere else, but he said, but I offer it up for people. It's That sacrifice doesn't go uh, for nothing, right? It's not something for me to beat my chest about. It's for for me to say, Lord, I offer up this 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 moment of sacrifice and suffering to mm -hmm. for someone else and their intentions. So, but yeah, like the thing is, like if you if you just look at it as I'm going to stop things or I'm going to give up things or I'm just going to do this to see if I can do it and look at it as a challenge that way, then we're really losing the point um, because sacrifice is really a call to the higher ideals of man, right? I mean, it's everything that Christ calls us to is sacrifice and living for others. Um, I think that's why we've and we've talked about this before that we're so drawn to these heroic stories, right? You know these these comic book movies we want to see the hero you know give it all up at the end for the woman he loves or for the earth or for whatever else and but i think that we get caught up like i was saying in the glory part of it instead of the reason for doing it like the real glory is when the sacrifice is for someone else not for ourselves when when we can get to that point in our spiritual life where and i've said this in talks before that spiritual men are made when people aren't looking where it's not about who sees me and what kind of accolades i receive and and uh, the attaboys I get, but I do this for the right reasons. And that's what, you know, what Christ calls us to, is to do these things because he's asked us to and because he's given us that example. Um, you know, we exist for more than ourselves, and we can serve through sacrifice as well. You know, right now we're in the middle of COVID. You know, we've been, I say middle, nobody knows when the end is. I mean, it seems to be going forever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when the you know most protected man in the United States comes down with it, <laughs> you you got to wonder when we're going to be through this. But um, but my point is, like a lot of men, we like to serve. That's how we like to 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 live out our faith. Whether that means I'm going to go down there and I'm going to you know go do a habitat for humanity and build a house, or I'm going to go to a soup kitchen and serve food there, or you know show up and and you know restain and rebuild pews in the church like we did at Holy Rosary. Guys can get behind that. And now that we're in COVID, there's a lot of ways that guys are sitting there going, well, I can't go anywhere. I can't, you know, there's only limited people that can go here or go there and do this. And, you know, if you're a certain age, then you have the dangers of, of, mm -hmm. of going somewhere where there's a lot of people. So this is a way to serve other people. These sacrifices we can do in our own home, you know, and it starts with little things. Like you said, like, I'm going to put my, my phone down. You know, I'm sure you get them. I get a message every Sunday, I think it is. Your screen time was up, you know, 24% for nine hours and 11 minutes. Well, I got to looking at that today. And I thought, man, nine hours and 11 minutes in one week. Just take the 11 minutes out and multiply the nine times four is 36. You know, a month that, that's a month of hours. And multiply that times the years. And it came out to like, when I was done, 
1,530 days of my life by the time I was 85 years old um, using my phone. Like that's how much time of my life would be spent in my whatever I'm doing with it, you know, social media or whatever else. And I count sleeping, right? Right, right. right. And you're looking at it and going, oh my gosh, right? Like I could take that phone and put it up in my in my kitchen every night and never touch it from the time I get home and be a better father and a better husband and offer up that, like, I want to go look at this thing or I want to, this is something I'm used to and I need in my life or I think I need and offer that up as a sacrifice, not just for, hey, I'm doing it, but so I can then take that, that time that I regain and use it for something good to, to, to spend time with my kids. We all have the regrets, right? At least you hear them a lot when you grow older and man, I wish I'd spent more time with my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish my kids were home. My kids are leaving. I'm 18 and oh my gosh, I'm panicking. My world's ending. But how much time did we have with them when they were with us that we just spent doing other things? And so exercises like this and sacrifice is a good way to keep ourselves grounded into what's important and then to offer those sacrifices for the benefit of others, not for ourselves. I, th- I think it's unfortunate that the formative years of most of our kids' lives are at the most high point stress of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, with careers and expectations and all the things we're trying to do with them. And, and sometimes our children get lost in that stress. And, and what you're saying is that this program will allow us to reset that button and to kind of like put away those distractions that have overcome us at, at some point of time in our life sure and to kind of just put that on pause and sit down and just talk about what's going on in their lives well that's so. that's the thing i've heard almost every guy that i've asked that i know personally that's done it has just said like man i didn't realize just how mm-hmm. much time i waste a day like how much time i've gotten back when you're when you get done with work and all of a sudden instead of turning on you know the tv or netflix or whatever you've got you know from six thirty or whenever it is until 10 o'clock to spend with your kids or read books or do whatever, that time you start to realize I've got more time than I, th- than I thought. And you're focusing on your spiritual life, which means you're growing in holiness and virtue, hopefully, and becoming the person that God calls you to be. And so many people, that's what they mean by I found freedom. Because we convince ourselves that we don't have time, that all these things are so important to us. Like, I, I can't do this because I can't go without alcohol for three months. Or I can't do this because I'll never be able to take a hot shower. I can't do this because... I enjoy watching TV too much. And we build these excuses up and the devil gets in there and tries to convince us that we can't do these things, that we're not powerful enough. And that's really when we should know that there's some issues in our life, right? Like if I'm worried about not being able to watch TV for three months, then my priorities aren't probably in the right place. If I'm scared that I can't stop drinking beer for three months, then I probably drink too much beer. I mean, let's just be honest and call it what it is. And I'm not going to lie. That's the one that bothers me. I'm like, I enjoy a beer, you know, I don't. It's not like I'm sitting there drinking 15 beers a night, but I enjoy having one when I want one. But that's the thing. We have to start. That's the ascetical approach to this, right? We have to tell ourselves no and start saying like this is we're doing something and sacrificing and giving things up so that we can become better for our families and for the people around us and for the world. And we can get focused again on what we're supposed to be doing here, which is following Christ. So can I make a prediction? Uh, yeah. So after 90 days, this is what I predict John Edwards doing. Like, I come over, visit you. You'll have Earl Grey tea with Sudoku book. And oh, you're I don't know about that. Corner, focused and ready to go. No, right? man. I, don't, I might have a bunch of Catholic books laying yeah. around. And the day, if you're talking about the day it's over, there'll probably Day's be a over. beer truck outside yeah. of my house. But <laughs> Dropping off. No, but seriously, there, you know... When it, I, I just want to get back to this, this principle of sacrifice because it seems so hard, but yet every time that we've sacrificed in our lives and you can look back on something you've done and not you know saw it recognition or anything like sure. that, 
you get the, the that grace and that joy of just doing the right thing for the reason of doing the right thing mm-hmm. for the right purpose and you know and i think it's because sacrifice unites unites us to christ when you think about it like that, that's a way that we can join him in in his suffering and in his sacrifice and and what he's done for us right is to join him on that cross to say i too want to give up stuff for for other people i too want um, of course, he's not asking us to give up our lives. I mean, he does in a sense to say, you know, leave these things behind and come and follow me. He's not asking us, you know, not everyone necessarily for a sure. physical death. But we get to tie ourselves to that cross with him and experience that and and to understand that with him and offer that up, right? And that's such a beautiful thing um, because with him, his was a voluntary sacrifice. And that's something I think that we as men can get caught up in too. As we go, well, I do sacrifice. I get up every morning and I'd like to play golf every day or I'd like to retire early or I'd like to, but instead I get up out of the bed and I take my shower and I go to work and I work 12 hours a day for my kids to provide and make sure they've got stuff. Well, that's sort of an involuntary sacrifice. There's two different things. There's voluntary and involuntary. Voluntary is when you choose to do something. It's, It's have to versus choose to, right? And so a lot of times guys get caught up in that. I mean, how many times have you heard your dad say, well, I gave up everything I ever did so you could have da 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 Well, that's true, but that's just something we all have to do in life. That's something that if you want your family to live and survive and... You have to be productive. Yeah, you right. have to do it. Right. But there's other sacrifices that we're talking about here, voluntary. And that's where spiritual transformation is found. That's where, where the benefits are found for other people is when we say, you know what? I can do what I want in my life, you know, to a certain extent, and I'm choosing to abstain from things so that I can sacrifice this and offer it up for the pain of someone else. Um, you know, there, there's so many people, if you were to walk up and tell them, hey, I'm about to spend, you know, 90 days of my life um, denying myself um, unnecessary purchases, staying off social media, not watching TV unless it involves a family and, and it's something they ask me to do, eating healthier, exercising more, doing all this, and I'm going to do all of this and I want to do it for intentions. I guarantee you would have so many people, and I know this because people have told me, that would come out and say, you do that for me, you would offer that up for me, and it would change the lives of people. But we see we we convince ourselves that we don't have power over to, over those things to help people like that. But we do. You don't even have to leave your house. You have to leave wherever you like to pray to help people. You can just start offering up these things in your life. And so it's it's hard. But we have to realize that when we when we start to voluntarily sacrifice, you know, voluntarily sacrifice things in our life, then that's a, such a huge opportunity to do what Christ did. God didn't make Jesus come down here. It was his choice. He chose to come down here and save us. I mean, so that's the same thing. That's the beauty of it is that voluntary choice, that voluntary sacrifice to do the right thing, not because somebody made you or because there's something in it for you, but because you will the good of the other. You will the good of people in your life. And when we get to that point, man, our spiritual life is going to go in a, in a just amazing direction. We're going to be that gift that we've talked about on the show so many times. We're talking about growth. I mean, spiritual growth is something that's hard to measure, but it's, it's you're able to feel it in your prayer time. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, when you grow spiritually, you grow with in, intimacy with the Father, with mm-hmm. the Spirit, with Christ. And you can kind of know when that switch is turned on, and that's what this is about. It growing yourself into to a strong intimate contact with Christ. Sure. Yeah. And so a lot of people say, well, why, why the physical stuff? Like, why do you not, why do you have to take a cold shower? And why do you have to, and and if you look at it, I mean, Paul talks about this stuff in, in, in some of his letters, 
You know, Romans 12, 1, he says, I urge you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. He goes on to say, enduring in infliction, persevering in prayer, contribute to the needs of the holy ones, weep with those who weep. Well, what does that sound like? He's saying, basically, you know, your bodies are living sacrifice. So endure infliction, you know, and then persevere in prayer. Offer that back. Whatever you're enduring, offer it up for those, for others. Weep with those who are weeping, you know. Find out what people need in your life and then use that in your prayer and take those things that you've been given or you've chosen, you volunteered to sacrifice for the benefit of others. I mean, it's basically what he's saying there. Uh, Jesus says in Mark 10, 45, for the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. There's another verse. I didn't come here to be served. I came here to sacrifice and to serve others. That's the call that every one of us have as a man, because we are called to follow in the footsteps of Christ. We're called to be like Jesus. So here's a footprint to how to do this in a better way. Um, it also says in Hebrews 13, 16, do not neglect to do good and to share what you have. God is pleased by sacrifices of that kind. So don't neglect to do good, right? That's what it's saying, and share what you have. Well, what do you have? A lot of times we get caught up in our resources. I have money, I don't have money. I've got food, I don't have food to give people. But you always have the things that you're suffering in your life. You always have those choices of things you get to sacrifice. Um, you know, there's, I don't, you know, usually there, there's different things I do in my life, but a lot of times when I go to adoration, the first thing I do is pray for other people. And I'm not bragging on myself, it's just I do. I want to make sure that I always start off with, with the needs of others before I start off with myself. And it seems like a small thing, but I have to believe that God honors that in some way and tries, you know, and hears those prayers and hopefully acts upon them to help those people in their life. Um, you know, if somebody's come up and shared something with me, it certainly deserves whatever I can give it to help in that situation as a brother or sister in Christ. So, you know, that's a that's a huge thing, but the that's why you have to what it means by share what you have. It's not necessarily physical goods. It could be time as well. Right. It's listening somebody. Yeah, it's yeah. the time, the talent, your prayers, everything. I mean, God listens to each and every one of us. We may not believe that all the time because we don't get every prayer answered, but I guarantee you he hears it, especially when you're praying for someone else, when you're putting someone else before you, because that's exactly what he asks us to do to do. So um, you know, some other things here asceticism it's that, that's really when we discipline ourselves to sacrifice some of these forms of indulgence in our lives and offer them up so you know that's one thing we need to look at this at is not what am i not getting to do when we start this if we go on this journey as brothers and for, you know you guys out there listening right now is not to look at what i'm losing or or what i'm not going to be able to do or what i'm going to have to give up but what do i get to give in honor of someone else's needs that's really what we want to focus on here um you know pope benedict XVI said each of you has a personal vocation which he has given you for your own joy and sanctity. When a person is conquered by the fire of his gaze, no sacrifice seems too great to follow him and give him the best of ourselves. This is what the saints have always done, spreading the light of the Lord and transforming the world into a welcoming home for everyone. So this is a wonderful opportunity. And, you know, I, I laugh with James Baxter. He's the, the, the uh, executive director of Exodus 90 a lot. He's joked with me about when are you going to do it, when are you going to do it. And, you know, in God's time, right? Well, that time is now, and I'm really looking forward to this. And I can't tell you how many guys I've talked to, even though it's months away. I mean, you're going to get to, if you're listening to this now, you get to enjoy Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that stuff. Right. So don't think that you're going to miss out on those, you know, uh, you know, festiv festivities during the, the winter months. You almost months. said Festivus. I know, Festivus, for the rest of us. <laughs> right. There you go. 
But uh, Seinfeld reference Aaron there. grievances. Yes. But man. yeah, I got a lot of problems with you That's people. Right. That's what he says. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's this is going to happen in January. But it's an awesome time. We always look for a resolution. Uh, you know, every year what we're going to do and how we're going to change. We look for the same thing in Lent. I'm going to give up this. Well, this time we're going to be able to kind of package up and put it in a bow for both of them and offer this up. And I guarantee you it's going to be a powerful Lent. So I'm really looking forward to this. Um, like I said, I've, t- I've spoken to plenty of guys in our circle that are just like, you know, I probably need to do that in my life. You know, I- I'm drinking a little too much or I'm, I'm just, I'm off my game. I'm not, I'm not living the life that I'm called to live that we talk about all the time. And I need something like that. So, you know, now you could start to practice for it. You could start to to really start thinking about what am I going to sacrifice in my life? Now, the program has certain guidelines and rules and things like that, but that doesn't have to stop you. You can do some other things in your in your own life and, you know, out of your own volition too on top of that. But I really just, when I thought about this show today, I, I, I had to talk about sacrifice because I think so much when you hear guys talking about Exodus 90, sometimes it can become a badge of honor. I did this and, you know, I proved I could do it. But the glory shouldn't go to us. It should go to God and to others. And the way we do that is by offering up those sacrifices, no no matter how big or how small, for other people in the world. So as the show comes to a close here, I just want to remind everybody else that you can find everything we're doing on uh, com. If you have any kind of topics you want to hear about on the show, uh, you can send an email to justaguyonthepew at gmail.com. And uh, we'd love for you to become a patron. I know I've been talking about it a lot, but... There really are some great benefits to it. I've enjoyed giving people these these stoneware mugs and these koozies and these shirts and just seeing the reaction when they get them and, and just enjoying this community and doing the extra content. So if you really enjoy what we're doing here, uh, you should become a patron. You're going to be able to get to see more than you're getting to hear now. Uh, you're going to get to see these live interviews that are coming up that we're so excited about. And just really, it's an opportunity to get in a community of guys that are listening to the same show you are from all over the world that have different stories and different things going on in their life that are actively seeking to walk with other men. And so that's the hope is is a great way to sponsor what we're doing here and to further the the evangelization efforts that we're doing. But it's also a great place to walk with other men that may be in similar situations to you. And it's a way to draw closer to, to other men that you may need in your life. So, Victor, I hear that music. What we need to do is just remember that sacrifice is what Jesus did, and it's what he asked of us for him and for other people. So let's take it to prayer right now. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, you made the ultimate sacrifice when you chose to take on flesh and give your life for us. That sacrifice warrants and deserves a response from each and every one of us. Help us to see sacrifice not as a burden, but as an opportunity to unite ourselves to you. And Jesus, as we seek to deny ourselves, Help us to remember to offer up our sacrifices for the needs and petitions of others. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.